into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, how you doing today? We are here at AfterBuzz TV doing an after show for CNN's docu-series High Profits. There is a lot of speculation, a lot of feelings and opinions going on about the show. We're going to give you ours tonight on the panel. I'm joined by the lovely... Meredith Placco and Andrea Fasano. And I'm Steph Z. And let's just get right into it, guys. Here we go. The first show, yeah. pretty much... Out in the opening, out in the open, discussing the pros and cons of marijuana, legalizing marijuana for medical purposes, for recreational purposes, cannabis. What are your guys' initial thoughts that CNN would take on a project like this? Well, you know, I'm actually not surprised because Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who's their leading medical reporter, he's huge in the promotion of medical marijuana. And I, I feel right. he was a big uh, influence behind this show. And and CNN has done a really great job. And, I, and I'll, you know, for full disclosure, while I worked for NBC, I was in Atlanta where CNN and I had a lot of friends at CNN. So I have a l- little bit of behind the scenes um, awesome. knowledge of this. Uh, but, you know, they they there was a little back and forth about this, but ultimately it seems they decided to go forward with this because it, it is such a talking point. And, and with CNN going, you know, kind of getting out of the 24-hour news cycle and trying to do more docu-series and, and more hard-hitting programs, this is, you know, something coming off the bat uh, this year running this is, is really great because we, we are seeing not just the legalization of uh, medical marijuana, which we have here in California and other states, but we're seeing it legalized for recreational use in Colorado was, I believe, the the first state to right. mm-hmm. open up for that. And I think, I think it's a fascinating thing, and I think it's something that should be talked about because everyone has very strong opinions. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I was watching it with someone, and they made a really good point about the fact that it, since it's on CNN, all of the news coverage, which I thought was so cool, by the way. Side note, mm-hmm. with how they put it into like the background, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they they put the little screen in there, all the whatever green screen, whatever they do for that image, it's awesome. I think it really drives the story. But all of those that news coverage is from CNN, yeah, which right. is huge. I don't think if it was on a network like Spike or a cable channel that we would also take it so seriously. It legitima- it legitimizes the whole idea of it being legal and just the whole concept of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think right. we would take it more as, oh, these are just characters and this is a goofy show, when really we're watching something that is docu-series and is something that you're just taking seriously and, and kind of speculating on it. Right. Whether you're on which side, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, and you're you're taking it seriously. So I kind of think that's cool that it's on CNN. Well, and I think the people they choose to follow are kind of break the mold. Like, you know, yeah. if... if you know, if you're not within weed culture, you tend to have an idea of, of what yeah. people who smoke pot mm-hmm. act like and look like. And I think, you know, these are two young, very 
grounded yet very uh driven individuals yeah they're very ambitious and and i think you know i think picking them as the the subjects is really interesting because it's not playing into stereotypes Mm -hmm. yeah don't get me wrong they don't fool me like i know you know right 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 but i I absolutely agree with you (laughs) yeah and i definitely agree with what you guys are saying you know especially cnn and it does give it a legitimacy that it's not like people know when they turn on cnn they're not just going to be watching a show and a bunch of people getting high and being like yo man What's up? Totally. Like, it's not about that at all. And there are a lot of issues, and not issues, because that has a negative connotation, but there are a lot of things that come up with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick. Okay, so the basis of the show is you got Brian and Caitlin, this couple that started this medical marijuana store mm-hmm. in Breckenridge, Colorado, a few years back. They, they knew and hoped that one day it would be legalized for recreational purposes, and then they would have the golden spot, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yep. Um, and that actually does happen. So it's their journey through it happening, you know, through before getting prepared for when it happens. And this whole docuseries is then going to go on to see what problems come up, what, you know, how the country, how the world can benefit from this. And also the things that, you know, are still taboo to talk about, Mm -hmm. because it is interesting that, you know, we talk about alcohol and we, we have these, these rules and regulations and, but we openly talk about it. And mm-hmm. th- now you have this substance that is questionably more safe and way more beneficial for your health in many different ways, but yet people still classify it as a drug. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I know alcohol is a yeah. drug too, but people don't, for some reason, people don't put alcohol in the drug bag of tricks right. as as much as they do you know cannabis mm-hmm. which is a very it's interesting taboo yeah. yeah it's a very interesting wall that i really feel like they're trying to break down because there are many many good things that can come of this education well it's interesting you bring up the alcohol thing so on the on breckenridge's city council they obviously have very opposing views mm-hmm. if so the stores is on main streets and the main uh drag of right. breckenridge which is a tourist town for its yeah. its skiing and um it Real quick, have uh-huh. you been there? No. Anyway, okay, I've been to Breck. Okay, Breck is like, it's touristy, but it's mm-hmm. also like one of the cooler spots to go riding, like That's snowboard, right. skiing, right. whatever. So yeah. it's not. I get that a lot of business is going to mm-hmm. be generated from this tourism, most of it. Yeah. But it still is like the cooler, one of the cooler places to go, one of the cooler mountains to go to because you have so many resorts oh, wow. in yeah. Colorado. So, so Yeah, so so in the town council, they, they talk about their city as being branded. And do we want to be branded as the city who has, you know, the pot store on the main street? But one of the town council members brings up, he's like, yeah, but we have bars all, all up and down Main Street. They allow kids mm-hmm. in, in, you know, I can sit there with a child drinking, right. you know, throwing back some beers and that's not a problem. And I, I found that particular line of dialogue so, interesting. uh, yeah, interesting and just, and hard hitting because it's like, well, I've, I've gotten into more trouble with alcohol. Far more trouble with alcohol than the few times I've ever dabbled in marijuana. Right. Uh, and I, I, I just found that to be like, that's a really good point. Why do we, you know, and I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not out to ban alcohol. I don't want this to be the prohibition. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Not, you know, it's like, it's, it all comes down to social stigma. It really, really does. And it all comes down to social stigma, which is pretty much comes from education. Mm-hmm. And I, was I just feel like say awareness. Awareness. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there are not enough people educated about cannabis mm-hmm. about you know and and you know it's almost you think about it because it's more recent than not that all these things are coming out about how good this yeah. plant can be for certain mm-hmm. people you know for 
anyone well, and everyone could I mean, benefit. It's it's funny. So you know the medical marijuana and and, and just isolating certain parts of of the cannabis um, is really good, especially for seizures, especially children who have cancer and and have to hand uh, deal with that. Yeah. Specific related seizures. There is a case here in California in which there was a child who was denied uh, medical marijuana, and it was really? the tincture version. Just you know under like just put it under the tongue. Uh, so the family moved to uh, Colorado, wow. and and her seizures stopped. <gasps> uh, she was able yeah. to like actually See, take her cool. yeah take her cancer medicine. It was so amazing that yeah. like you know we're able to separate the health benefits and and also by by decriminalizing marijuana you take it out of the hands of you know the that the was criminals. one of my biggest points yeah oh my gosh when that guy who was from mexico city mm-hmm. in the in episode one oh, yeah yes. he came i'm telling you that was my first note mm-hmm. um, besides the yoga girl which we yeah. can go back to her <laughs> we'll go back but yeah. um the guy from mexico city and he's standing out there and everyone else is just overjoyed yay january 1st mm-hmm. 2014 this whole store is gonna open and it's right. not just for medical use him sitting there and saying he came all the way from Mexico City to Breckenridge mm-hmm. just to um, be part of history, which I think number one was very cool. Like yeah, that is part right. of history. And we were talking about prohibition, and you know, it is kind of like that mm-hmm. with this whole movement for um, weed. But you know, him coming there and being like, I really just hope that. Mexico understands that if this becomes a thing and this becomes legalized, that it will take it out of the hands of the cartel, these people who run this business right now. And, you know, that's a less scary thing. Can you imagine? Like, we all take it as, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. recreational uh, and medical, whatever. This is a whole other issue throughout Mexico and everywhere. I mean, I can imagine other parts of the world, of course. I'm sure even parts of the U.S. that we don't even realize that the criminals have the the whole rights to these things and and to the whole sales and all that yeah. stuff the business essentially and it's a scary thing it, it affects their lives mm-hmm. like day to day whether they smoke or not or use it or not and that's a scary thing and the mayor even said in the same episode later on the same thing about it taking out of the hands of criminals if it becomes legal yeah yeah but and, which and, oh go on go ahead. no, uh, no it's, it's, <laughs> all you. Uh, uh, it's, it's a prisoner all over again. I know. Uh, just, you know, especially with, with the Mexico thing, um, when I was with NBC, one of uh, our correspondents did a really long study looking at the cartels and was in Mexico. And, 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 and to, you know, just to emphasize that point, you know, we hear about, you know, here in America, we hear about the killings, you know, like, oh, yeah, 13 people were killed, 37 bodies were found. But I mean... Mexico, it's not our backyard. Yeah, it, it's Mexico and, and the, the criminals, like the crimes that are being committed, there are atrocities on a, on a humanitarian level. And if, you know, it's, it's a lot of it's marijuana, a lot of it's opium and can or uh, meth mainly, but right. to start taking those one away if you can legalize yep. marijuana you know even if it's just here in the states one two like you know it saves like you don't have to go shady dealing in a no. back alley someone can like decide to like you know up the price and there's a disagreement two the safety the, the quality of the marijuana you're getting is suddenly better you're not to having be. to worry about it being cut with anything mm-hmm. it's right. just going to be you know you can control the growing um and also the money that the government can make off of it yeah and that's you know that's a big crazy that's one of the craziest things to me is the amount of yeah. money that the government can tax on this but it's it's questionable because if you think about it you think about these cartels and stuff mm-hmm. in mexico and then we'll go back to you know the yeah. preparation for this open but if you think about it do you think that those dealers would be the ones that provided the legal cannabis marijuana i don't yeah. know that. like i want to yeah, yeah i wonder around. how that would work because mm-hmm. 
you know, would the government, you know, I just wonder well, how that would work. Gonna get it. Yeah. The, yeah. the problem is, is that it's so Mexico right now is so corrupt from, from the criminals to the government level that even if it was legalized, I don't think so much would change. I think, you yeah. know, I mean, I think almost the government would just go in and take over the grow houses and yeah. be like, this is ours now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which just, is unfortunate and right. which would cause a mm-hmm. lot more corruption and a lot more crime say, and a lot more chaos. Yeah. So I think that's a tricky situation. Yeah. I think Mexico there. is a very different, different right. place, but it, it is, it is good to recognize that because I think, you know, right. with America, we, we're a, a lot more, liberated and liberal and we have a we have a lot you know the it's just a difference you know it's mm-hmm. apples Completely. and oranges or oranges, oranges. <laughs> um, um but i i do think decriminalizing marijuana across the board in america would solve a lot of problems to, you know just i know before we get back into this fine. um the the amount of people that we put into jail and and i'll i'll be very frank here a lot of the non-white people that go to jail like i you know a white person can be carrying like five ounces of marijuana versus a person of color and that person of color generally gets a stronger sentence and think about that if we decriminalize marijuana how less people how many less people would be in jail for minor very minor offenses and and to you know how it might be a great equalizer across America. No, I agree with you. I feel like we stereotype a lot of things with with this drug mm-hmm. in particular. And again, it goes back to the education, which goes back to really any stereotype yeah. across the board. Absolutely. It's like once you educate people, because people are making choices of something that's so foreign to them, just mm-hmm. that they see through these lines of media or through this, you know, this happen or in the news or that and they don't really understand that stuff like this yeah Yeah. like they don't know about the kid that's Mm -hmm. having seizures that his family moved him to colorado and now he's okay Mm -hmm. um okay so let's get back to sherwood so we go we have this anticipation we we get the news that recreational marijuana is going to be legal Mm -hmm. so the cannabis club in breckenridge still because they're still in their agreed terms they're still there they start all this preparation and why they are very excited and starting all this preparation. A lot of the community members are the exact opposite of excited and very worried about how their town is going to look, which to me is crazy. <laughs> and again, it just falls back again into this stereotype and goes back to there's a bunch of alcohol stores. So it's very interesting how you have this. The simple math of this equation doesn't make sense to me. You have a product that works. You have a product that sells. You give back to the community what your tax is. We don't want you here. Like, How does that make any sense to you guys? I just feel like um, I kind of – okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now. Mm -hmm. Do it. Guy that came walking up to the line trying to sell his own weed. Yeah. Nobody wants that on your front porch mm-hmm. if that's a neighborhood kind of main street area. So now you're thinking, okay, and that's, like I said, devil's advocate. You're just looking at right. what happens mm-hmm. from this. Um, you know, if it's a place like Venice, California, where you have a, you know, a, what are they called? Pot stores or what, you know, a dealer? Pharmacies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I smoke a lot or of weed. Dispens- or, dispen- <laughs> yeah. or dispensary. Dispensary. Okay. Yeah. So you have one of those every other store, every fourth store, mm-hmm. and it's Venice Beach, and you know what you're getting. This is Main Street, USA, Breckenridge, you know, Colorado. And I think it's a fear, out of ignorance, say, of that happening more. So it's more like they're thinking down the line than what this one store can do right here. And I think that you know, we see throughout the episode that this one pharmacy, I guess they're going to call themselves, or the club, yeah, this one club. club 
Now is, you know, it's huge. It's blowing up. It has lines. It, it's because it's the first month that it's going to happen. You know, right. like, let, let's see what happens first before you get crazy about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then we can go into how much taxes they made for them. And it still, like, isn't enough kind of deal. They yeah. made 15 grand in one day for the whole city. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, just in taxes. Uh, yeah. Just on taxes from one sale mm-hmm. day. I mean, that's insane. And they have every... They're, the Cannabis Club is absolutely right in saying, look at what we just did for you. How can you argue against that? But there's just both sides. Well, like, but, but like you said, by, by legalizing it and giving mm-hmm. it, giving retailer shops a place, you take that, that element, the guy who's trying to sling on the streets. Now you can prosecute him and, and yes. go after him right. for, you know, cause, you know, let's be honest. We like to prosecute and arrest people because we can get money out of them. So you can levy those fines a lot higher for, like, say, someone who's an unlicensed marijuana dealer. Absolutely, and that's that's, yeah. And and then and that uh, that kind of helps target, you know, hones in and gives a better face for the criminal element of marijuana. Right. Well, I was laughing at that point because he went up, the owner of the, you know, Brian went up to that guy instead of the two cops that were standing there the whole time. Like, why did that happen? But it is still a TV show, people. We need to understand that. No, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that. But honestly, if I was Brian and I was that store owner, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. I would have went up to him and been like, man, what are you doing? I would have been so You need a job? Come might, right. Look yeah. at this line. We might yeah. need more people. But what you're doing right now is <laughs> and not okay. And by the okay. way, being that first club that opens up uh, legally on that street, knowing that this might be a once-in-a-lifetime thing, mm-hmm. historical and all that jazz... Fifty dollars a gram, you know what I mean, yeah. or whatever they were saying. They were selling it for like twenty five dollars. Oh, you can't do I that. Mean, how do you like? That's all I was thinking about. Yeah. Like all these nah, people are like, you can't do that. Most of them are lining up. Business. I think it's hilarious. They're making know. most of them are lining profit. up just for the fact that it was legal just yeah. for the fact that it was a one-time deal right. and you know as soon as that guy gets his own store someone else gets one down the block you're gonna be competitive and your mm-hmm. your customer service is gonna have to be the best your prices are gonna have to be the best right but your- that's what that's what applies to every single Absolutely. business yeah. totally. you look at a shopping mall mm-hmm. and what you're either buying they're either selling clothes sneakers coffee coffee yeah. or <laughs> crap for your house <laughs> And there's, there's, so there's four, probably, there's probably like two or three that I'm forgetting, but say there's even 10 main things, there's a hundred stores. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, you have to find like the one thing like sets you apart, you know, like, cause even, even here in, in LA, uh, we have dispensaries that are known for their edibles and ones that are known for certain strains and, you know, it's, it's like you kind of have to find your niche after a certain point. Right. Their niche is they were the first of its kind. Yeah. Uh, but what does that mean that they're going to be the best? And, and, just because they're the first it, over an airport row where they want to keep all the the dispensaries, um, there are other shops that mm-hmm. have opened up on on right. the first, but they're just they're the focus because they happen to be. On they're the, the, the only ones that at the current time yeah. are allowed to be on Main Street, yeah. right? And we're gonna have to see. Like, I'm really curious to see what happens with that because it is for me. I don't know. I, I feel like I do live a little bit in a disillusion of like how could this even be a question yeah like how are they even questioning they're bringing business into the town you know that why are these people so again i feel like all these people just need to like smoke a joint well, together like what, probably why, do. but why are they so <laughs> because what, this is what do. i don't understand right but this is yeah. what i don't understand and this exists across the board in different areas there is something like if be there's a something in this case marijuana that mm-hmm. people don't know. Therefore, immediately they're threatened. Well, let, let me give you a, a so I'm I'm very conservative conservative in thought when it 
has come to drugs. I, um, you know, full disclosure here, when I was much younger, I had a friend who OD'd on heroin, and that kind of set me oh, straight yeah. that I'm like, drugs are bad, drugs are evil, mm-hmm. oh no. And so I, I, I kind of had this idea. Um, as I grew older, I kind of became lax on, on friends doing marijuana because I, I had seen them in a recreational and not, not that like weird, you know, uh, it's the gateway drug to everything right. else. Um, you know, and then, then I had some, some friends who happened to just be that stereotypical stoner. Um, but living in, uh, Atlanta was really interesting because it's a very blue dot in a very red city. And this is, this is, or in a, a state, this is a state that, up until 2013, had a banned Sunday alcohol sales. And when that got turned over, there were still towns who reacted very poorly. And I was like, (laughs) but what? It's just booze. But then I realized that was kind of my thought about marijuana. Why was Mm -hmm. I, like, so negative towards this drug that the more, especially the more I worked in the the news industry, I learned about its actual benefits. So when I moved out to L.A., I became very fascinated by marijuana culture. I wanted to learn. And and I'm not saying I dived in. I was like, I'm choking up every day, guys. But I just became fascinated with, because a lot of people I know, do it very openly and, and recreationally and they function and are normal and it it changed just by being around people who did it and had normal functioning everyday lives mm-hmm. it's you know it within a year my whole entire outlook on marijuana specifically has changed and, right. it, and that has come from what you said uh awareness right. and education and and just knowing that oh wait it's not this terrible drug that we're led to believe by yes. mainstream media yeah. see well, I, i'm sorry i'm mm-hmm. just gonna say really quick that that's why i'm glad i'm on this show because i think that this show will educate us in one way or another mm-hmm. i mean you still have to keep your wits about you and know what you're getting fed but yeah. like i i don't have a lot of history with it as, as well and mm-hmm. i'm it's funny i'm from long island and being mm-hmm. out here in california and you know um probably two different mm-hmm. ends of this too i don't know you that well at all but like i'm come from a conservative point of view as well however i was around it much more on long island than i ever am here in california very interesting especially since it's so prevalent out here and you know i've dated people Mm -hmm. who smoked weed and like it's never been my thing because i come from that mentality that i'm gonna die if i do anything bad like i've been around it just will destroy you i'm sure it's more of just like i don't like the smoke it kills Mm -hmm. my throat like it just it's not my jam but um i've understood and i've seen people on both ways people who are total couch potatoes and don't Mm -hmm. move and then people who are ambitious with their days so it's like well let me jump in because i think too you know and and maybe i'm the most experienced (laughs) one um more so in my earlier years (laughs) but I think that even with that, the biggest thing that we're missing still in this conversation is this kid that's taking cannabis mm-hmm. or these old older people that are rubbing cannabis oil on them for pain, they're not getting high. No. no. Not all of this equates getting high. Exactly. And that's, to me, the biggest, like, there is recreational marijuana. Don't get me wrong. You can get high, mm-hmm. whatever. And a lot of people do... I think the majority of people would think it's that couch potato. Right. Now, when I was in college and I would, you know, partake in marijuana, I would be super productive. It made me focus. I, I know for some people with extreme ADD, actually, marijuana helps that. them focus. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to say who, but someone close to me, uh, yeah. that it, it's it's better for that person than Rillin or any yeah. of the, the drugs. It's I also mean, safer. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think, you know, Long Island was a very... Uh, Strong Island. Yeah. Like it was very, there was a lot of weed going on. Well, I'm fascinated by the medical properties because if, you know, I'm, I myself am dealing with some crazy medical issues and I'm looking at 
Right. Um, you know, so holistic, when they, yeah, holistic, because I, I don't like taking, like I was on uh, steroids on, I was on prednisone for 10 days and I mean, Steph saw me, I couldn't come into work for, I was miserable. Oh. I felt like I was dying. Um, and now I'm, I'm looking at other options now with the medical marijuana. What they do is they separate the THC. Right. And so you're only getting the medical benefits, the benefits without the high. And, and I don't, you know, I don't like smoking, but I'm looking at options. There's something called CBD chews, which is like a Tootsie roll. <laughs> and it just, it just helps relax. There's the all pain. kinds of. Yeah, stuff and you it's, could do. Yeah. I, it's so fascinating to me that like here's this thing, this natural thing that's that's wholly organic and won't kill me and won't have crazy side effects right. like give me you know headaches or, or numbness on the side of my face, and and it's be, it's being denied to me in most of the the country because yeah. well, someone's afraid of it. Well, I you know I had a similar situation. I have some medical stuff too, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing for me was I've actually had. Very well known, prestigious neurologists tell me, mm-hmm. you could try this, you should try this, yeah. but I can't, th- I can't tell you, I can't write you a prescription for it. Yeah. Even though there's medical marijuana, they can't tell you, you know, which strain might be good. Yeah. They, they, they can tell you that they have patients that have done this, mm-hmm. but, but isn't they that won't. the whole, is it because your it's situation because- was not like, under the act of you can prescribe marijuana no, because for this? It's or because what? I think it's because it's not federally yeah, because legal. Uh, normal doctors can't prescribe medical marijuana in California. Yeah. You have to go to like kind of weird sketchy doctors. That's, again, yeah. that's yeah. weird too. It's like all, that, I mean, yeah. you could literally go to any green doctor mm-hmm. and go in and say you have headaches and you can get a medical marijuana license. But, but my real. doctor over, like, you know, yeah. my neurologist can't write a prescription I'm just going to say, but that's, yeah. you know. Nor can they educate you mm-hmm. on what ty- because there's all these, you know, there's all these different strands out there which we learn yeah. more about. Right. But they can't tell you it's what illegal or for them how to. much? Yep. Yeah. They because tell because you. it's still illegal but they on know. the federal level. But they yeah. probably know better that's than amazing. someone like me. See, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than amazing. It's crazy. And while we're on it, here's a list. Is I did some research. Here's a list of some of the things that mar- medical marijuana has been proven to benefit: glaucoma, epilepsy, chemo, can stop cancer from spreading, decrease anxiety, Alzheimer's disease, decrease pain of MS, muscle spasms, arthritis, speed up metabolism, lupus, Crohn's disease, Parkinson's disease, and PTSD. Name one wow. other freaking wow. drug out there By the way, one you- other, you know, <laughs> yeah. that can help all that. Yeah. Six of those things on that list are currently what I'm being tested to see no if way. I have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a oh, bunch. Wow. T- and it's like, but, but still, with that said... There's not one other thing, except you ask Chris yeah. Rock, Tussin, Robitussin, <laughs> there's not one other thing that across the board can help your body heal itself. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's I think with something like that, it's more of a, just like with everything, alcohol, it's moderation. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, abuse it. Yeah. So, like, and that's no. the point that once it gets to a point where people who don't understand, aren't intelligent, don't want to educate themselves, if they ever get that the whole point is to you know, not abuse it, and and they don't look at the potheads like you said, or yeah. somebody walking around like abusing it. That's one in how many? Then yeah. maybe the, well, maybe it'll pass. Maybe it'll be legal. Maybe more, I think it's definitely going to be. And the sad mm-hmm. thing for me is, I feel like the way that we are right now in our economy, it's going to be a decision that is based upon money mm-hmm. rather than a decision that is based upon research, which is scary. Which yeah. is By scary, but I think it's true. Well, but because if you think about it. 
you know, and, and not to get on a complete tangent, because I'm not <laughs> sure we all feel strongly no. about this, but if you think about stuff like cancer and this and the mm-hmm. other thing, like, we don't really come up for cures for a lot of diseases. Mm-hmm. We tell people how to live with it, because yeah, right. pharmaceutical industry, there's a whole big so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. In there. I'm gonna go on a Steph conspiracy line here and be like, <laughs> oh, "How much do you think that the pharmaceutical companies are putting pressure on the government to keep it criminalized?" Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, actually, I, I and, definitely and, and, think that they're doing that, and I feel like the pharmaceutical companies probably give money to the government. Like, yeah, there's a whole cycle right, going yeah. on there, but it's so crazy, and it is because I have a couple friends actually who I've asked, and we're going to have some uh, guests come on this show awesome. that have dispensaries, and it there was something even when it was legal here, if you didn't have your establishment up by a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you weren't allowed. To do, the government was trying to regulate that as well, oh. which is, you know, in a sense, it make I, like I understand that that any business the government collects taxes, and that's a whole different corrupt conversation. <laughs> but with that, and we got potholes everywhere, but we pay millions <laughs> of dollars taxes, whatever, you know. So, but I understand it. There needs to be, you know, some sort of system, some sort of rules, regulations, guidelines, so to speak, of what to do. But it is very interesting, and it would be, you know, really cool to have someone on the show that actually has yeah. the dispensaries. So we're going to try well, and bring that to you guys. Yeah, that's experience with everything that we don't know legally. Right. So yeah. that's good. Um, I want to bring Sanjay Gupta on here to talk about the medical benefits. <laughs> really. Make it happen. Do you um, want to talk, uh, talk about the uh, banks? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. Real quick, yeah, well, the banks. Yeah, well, what I wanted to talk about, so with the opening and this ruling, mm-hmm. they're, you know, recreational marijuana, but there still is some rules. You can't smoke it in public. Yeah. Which is the same rules if you have a medical marijuana license. You have to be, like, a certain amount of distance away from school. There okay. are some yeah. rules and regulations. But even, like, cigarettes now are kind of getting like that, too. Yes, true. You know? Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, pretty much that was... The big thing was the opening. The big thing that, you know, we got to see this chaos beforehand. They hired a bunch mm-hmm. of people. It was interesting to see the screening process. Yeah. Um, to see, and a lot of that just comes from trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the huge situation, which is going to lead right into the bank, is the fact that they can only accept cash. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Meredith, why don't you touch on the yeah. bank system <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. So, because uh, marijuana is still a federal uh, criminal act banks cannot work selling with, it so, selling it yeah, yeah selling right. it um is is still uh criminalized banks cannot work with dispensaries medical or recreational uh to take their money so that means no credit card sales whatsoever what? uh no depositing in a bank account basically you have that cash you got to stuff it in a mattress or yeah. keep it locked up in a safe right uh because it's considered dirty money and i think one that's absolutely terrifying. If I was a business owner and I had raked in over a hundred thousand dollars in two days, in two days, crazy. Um, what it, you know, I'd be locked, like standing on guard with like a shotgun at my door, <laughs> yeah, hoping but. someone didn't bring in. And also, uh, look at all the money. Like they, well, and they still have to pay taxes to the governor or to the, the city of Breckenridge, which we said that they brought in fifteen grand that yeah. first day. Um, so while the government can take that dirty money, the people who are accepting the sales have no way to deposit that yeah. and also think yeah. about the money like like it, and they touched on episode two if they had deposited their money in the bank the bank could have made four thousand dollars off interest. of interest yeah totally see that to me was the biggest slap in the face it was 
the bank can't like mm-hmm. we're not going to give you a place to keep your money safe mm-hmm. but we're still going to take it from you exactly that was to me it was the it's biggest wrong. it was super hypocritical yeah mm-hmm. so it's either you don't want our money because it's dirty yeah or keep our money safe but again it's you know it's new mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that i feel like because it's so new and the government was maybe sideswiped a little bit of what was going to happen with this. Yeah. They, they had no way to prepare. They had no way to get all their rules and regulations yeah. in place. But, you know, we'll see. And I do – the banking, it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's just something I never thought of until they started talking about it. And then in the second episode, mm-hmm. it went into how um, it's actually scary and, mm-hmm. and not a safe thing. You know, they, the manager there who's, like, asking for more money because she's like – you know, I have my life on the line. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so if we give you your money, you're okay with this job? And she's like, sure. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's true. Like, you have to worry about safety mm-hmm. issues, security, all of that good stuff that comes with having all of this cash. Um, I, I just, I that's something I totally never thought of as yeah. far as yeah. this whole illegal legalizing it goes. And those rules and regulations need to come pretty quickly after right. something like mm-hmm. that is done. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, we found out that Although Colorado legalized it, every city has their own uh, rules as yes. to how it works. So I thought that was pretty cool because that – I didn't get her name, but the the marijuana expert, she, yeah. industry expert, mm-hmm. she was saying that it's a great thing politically because you get to see in which cities what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But if you're all faced with those same problems mm-hmm. like the federal government or you know, still taking taxes from you, not having a safe place to put it – it's interesting to see what will happen with that because it is scary. It also makes me wonder, sorry, real quick, about alternative banking options. Like, do do things like PayPal or Simple Bank or um, even, you know, like, What's the, the, the card swipe reader that everyone oh, loves? Oh, the Square. Square. Um, you know, I, and I know those are sometimes tied to other bank accounts, but Simple Bank is its own online banking service. You know, I wonder if there's ways to subvert the government. So fine, if, if, if America does, if the American banking system doesn't want my government, can I give it to right. another uh, bank across the way? Right. Um, though that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like it's one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. It was what's happening. It's and I also was like, why didn't they just create another LLC and put the money in there. Yeah, launder <laughs> it like every other uh, illegal business they're not has to do. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, but that's just, genius, though. There are loopholes yeah. and there are ways to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, or so. give it to a, um, you know, drop that anyway. Give it to a, you know, a friend, a fa- like keep mm-hmm. it safe yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so what else to you guys, you know, comes up for you? We talked about in Breckenridge, keeping this store on Main Street, that's what's starting for them. You know, the mayor, the town, everyone's kind of wanting them to leave. We had, you know, and this is just the introductory episode. And just so you guys out there know, we're going to, every Thursday, we're going to do two episodes so that we can, we know this has ended already. Uh, I believe it's ended. Or ending. Or it's end, ending. I think it's There's ending. There's a new one. To Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Is it the last one? I think so. Okay. Well, we were behind on this, but once we knew about this, we were mm-hmm. so excited. We wanted to cover it. So we're going to try and catch up and do two episodes a week, you know, roughly to figure out if there's one that takes a little longer. We'll figure that out too. <laughs> but, you know, this episode, it was pretty much they set it up that there was the storm, Breckenridge, the opening day, the money problems. We don't really see a lot of problems between them, which again is Yet. different from a yeah. lot of yeah. other. TV shows, there's always character problems, but this is really Drama. way more of a docu-series. Mm-hmm. It's super informational. There's a lot of other statistics that I can run down, but I don't want to bore you with statistics <laughs> either. 
But what was, is there anything else that we missed that you guys want to talk about before we go? Uh, the the shortage issue that once oh yeah, yes. well, and that was what episode two two dealt with the banking and, and them actually right. procuring their own personal grow mm-hmm. house because when uh, marijuana became legal in Colorado, suddenly all the grow houses were sold out. So right. you you want to keep that product in stock, and I think it was really fascinating how they were looking at expanding their business. It's like okay, now now we're a vendor of this. Yeah. How can we also become a supplier? And you cut out some of that middleman so if you have your own you know if you're growing, growing your own yeah. product and then selling your own product that takes it to a whole different level oh, yeah. entirely money wise and profit wise mm-hmm. but that was one of the things that I wondered um, in the first episode they didn't touch upon it until later or the second episode where how much you know they were making all that money and they kept throwing out these big numbers for the profits they made but how much did they originally spend yeah. on buying the marijuana to begin with like mm-hmm. to getting it in the store that was something that I thought was important knowledge for I'm pretty the, sure yeah. they said it actually I know she was she was uh, talking about it after as far as the edibles go because they were but, running out of those yeah. and then as far as it after the fact um she was like because the buds were bad the yeah. plants were going bad so I, I mean I got that part I right. think she said mm-hmm. like 50 grand or something like that but right. I don't know. It's it's so interesting. I I want to know how much they're really raking in, especially because yeah. she did go get a makeover and you know yeah. buying new clothes and it's like. Yeah. But didn't they start with like I think they sold their house and they had like three hundred thousand or something, something to start. Like that, I feel yeah. like I remember. Okay. I vaguely remember that. It's been it's been a hot second. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like this supply and demand too. It, it's very mm-hmm. interesting how. Well, first of all, they sold. They were prepared enough. They didn't completely sell out and have nothing to sell. Yeah. Right. But. They know now they far exceeded their forecasts mm-hmm. for this opening day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, it's a it's a champagne problem or a quality problem to have that more people want. But you yeah. absolutely yeah. Have, you have to be able to deliver it, too, because then people are going to go to another Supply, store and exactly. they're going to get hooked as well. So um, I do think it's very interesting. And I, I actually watched one more episode mm-hmm. so I don't want to give anything away <laughs> but they do touch upon all of that mo- and, okay awesome yeah. okay. oh I'm looking forward to it yeah now. and um, you know having someone to stay on top of that you gotta trust somebody because they can be taking it and selling mm-hmm. it somewhere else there's a lot that goes into that in, in managing any business it's and a it, greedy thing yeah. yeah and especially a business of this character that's cash it's exploding you know and again they, they mention this they call it the green rush yeah you know it's, it's like the gold rush but yeah. not which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sweet. Anything else that you guys would like to talk about? I want to um, say, this is so silly and short, but the mayor was all about it. You know, he, you could see he's, a, he's an older man and he was a little resistant. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep Breckenridge the family place. Um, and he was all about it because he thought Brian was a nice guy. And, and he said that, you know, oh, maybe they will keep their place here. And he was happy with the profits from the taxes. And then by the end of the episode, they said that he was the one who voted against them. That was the end of right. the second mm-hmm. episode. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I don't think the guy was lying to their, their faces. No. I just think that he's not ready either. Yeah, I, well, I also feel like he's, yeah. he seemed like the type of guy who really is listening to the people around yes. him. So I wonder if, if you know, he's like, Influence. listen, well, I, I pref- well, this, I'm okay with this. But if my constituency isn't, then I have to vote for the, the majority of the people, which, right. I mean, it, it's... That's a job. Yeah, it's a job. But maybe maybe we'll see that change over the years. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing, I believe this was in episode two as well, is that the vote was five to one against yeah. the Breckenridge Cannabis Club staying on Main Street. Even though in the month of January, so the, fir- the first day they get 15000 the mm-hmm. first month 
they gave $120,000 in taxes. Wow. Yep. So pretty much they had to go yeah. and hand over $120,000 cash <laughs> to these people that are like, we don't want you here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's like the worst sucker punch ever. There were definitely, there was a, a, two very conservative men on that panel, but the one guy who made the, the correlation about the alcohol sales on Main Street with right. children in the bars to the pot sales, uh, I think, I bet he's the one who was like, no, keep them. Yeah. Right. I like that guy. He saw, he saw reason. Yeah. Right. And we're left the episode with that there's a new council being that coming in, in voted in so there's new hope in that this will get overturned mm-hmm. they're gonna maybe vote on it again and um they want to try and support so i feel like brian and caitlin are trying to figure out ways to play the political game. money yeah, yeah they're yeah. trying to play the, hate, they're trying to do the, the, do like, the I dance hate i hate business. it too yeah um but they have uh, they gotta they have, do what they yeah. have to do and now we're starting to get to see the political side mm-hmm. of of the legalization of marijuana. This is right. really fascinating. It's really, really interesting. Uh, injuring. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay, last thoughts before we go. Go ahead. Um, you know, honestly, like, I'm, I'm really glad. Thank you for inviting me to be on this show and, and to encourage me to watch this because, like I said, I'm, I'm coming at this from a very conservative idea on, on marijuana and drugs, and it's really helping me open my mind and understand, especially, you know, dealing with personal health issues. It's, it's opening up an avenue that might actually help me where traditional medicine is failing me. So, right. on a personal level, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to agree with you a little bit. It, I totally thought I was going to be the most conservative on this <laughs> panel, which I, I'm proud to be and Mm -hmm. I think it's good to come from that angle and just have a difference of opinion but absolutely like once I learned about the show and I got really into it actually Mm -hmm. it's like anything if you don't know just educate yourself and I have Mm -hmm. to be proud enough to recognize that and be like okay this could teach me something so this is pretty cool and I like that we have a good little group here because I feel like we'll come from Mm -hmm. a lot of different angles and for the audience so um, I'm psyched. I'm psyched to learn more about this business and the show and to see what happens and develops it, the whole thing. Right. All right. And you guys out there, let us know your comments, questions. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that it should be legalized everywhere? You can also find us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. Give us a bunch of stars. Come <laughs> back and watch us. Until next week, where can the people find you? Um, you guys, I'm Andrea, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Fasano. And I'm Meredith, and you can find me at mplaco on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Steph Z, and you guys can find me on all the social media platforms at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. Tweet me. I'd love to keep the conversation going with you guys, and have a great day. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.